Welcome to Entrench, a 21 Pilots podcast. Hey friends, Anna here. I just wanted to preface episode 14 with the context that this is the first episode that I ever recorded for Entrench. This was back in fall of 2019 when it was just an idea and I didn't even have a RSS feed or an app to post everything from or anything. So have fun enjoying me and Kate's conversation on Isle of Flightless Birds and I look forward to connecting with you guys next time. Hello local dreamers, welcome to episode 14 of Entrench. My name is Anna and this episode I'll be talking about Isle of Flightless Birds. Today I'm joined by my womb friend, Kate. Hey! <laughs> Do you have anything to say to our listeners? Um, I've been kind of sick, so oh. my voice sounds weird. So I might like crack sometimes. <laughs> Which will mostly just be funny, I'm sure. That's okay. <laughs> I'll fly over. I'll fly over. Exactly. <laughs> and I have to ask, do you have any thoughts on baby Joseph? <laughs> I like basically cried. I was so excited. I'm just really excited and happy that Mm-hmm. Just like knowing the amount of care that Tyler has for all of his relationships with people and how loved they feel, knowing that that's like going to be now expressed toward a little baby human that he gets to like care for and feed into their identity and like be able to talk to them through their struggles and their identity issues yeah. and things. And there'll probably be a song about I know I think it's, it's a so baby excited. girl. It is? I don't know. I think so, yeah. <laughs> Jen, I posted something on Instagram, I think it was, and she was like, Tyler takes more pictures of my stomach than I do. That's so cute and funny. Yeah, it doesn't help that I don't have Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or any other way to, like, keep up with him. I just have the music. And then whatever you text me. Yeah, I'll keep you updated. It's okay. So, that's so cute, though. I feel that, though. Yeah. Like, that, if I ever get pregnant, that I'm just going to be, like, always... I don't know how I'll have a job and be pregnant, because I'm always going to be, like, like, you're alive (laughs) in my stomach, and I have, like, so much pressure to make sure that you stay that way. And then, like, I would just be thinking about them all the time. Having to eat all the time. (laughs) I have to eat this for you! (laughs) Who knows what you'll be craving. (laughs) I know, but oh my gosh, yeah. Anyway, anyway, I feel that. <laughs> I'm so excited for Baby Joseph. So, considering that we went to a concert together, mm-hmm. I know you feel really passionately about 21 Pilots concerts. Yeah, so I know. And why I, do you love them so much? I have only been to two and a half. I'm going to count yeah. that one on the bridge as <laughs> yeah. a half. It's just such a spiritual experience for me that I get to go. And for me, it's like a worship session. And it's also like just an Overall, I should be a more thankful person. I'm not as thankful as I want to be in life. But that, like going to concert and just going through all of it is just like my favorite thing because it's all, I'm just constantly the whole time praying and thanking the Lord for being mm-hmm. able to be there and for the work that he's done in like everyone there's life in my life and being able to like praise even just like the words that we're, that we are singing are glorifying to God whether or not we're singing them to the Lord or not. Like, just saying that, like, encouraging and wholesome language is 
amazing that we have a whole group of people doing that. But then also for the people who are Christians and who may be using those as a platform for worship, getting like a thousand Christians of like a 10,000 crowd to be able to praise God at the same time with Tyler and Josh, who are Christians themselves, leading it. Mm-hmm. It's like its own little worship concert. Yeah. It's just amazing. And I cry every time. Yeah. <laughs> I go. I've cried all three times and I wasn't even near there the, thir- the first yeah, time. Yeah. But I definitely felt that same way when I went the last time, which was in May, because I got to stand on the floor and it was like. I thought it would be, like, traumatic because people were, like, pushing, but it was so much fun to be, like, literally just in this sea of people who are, like, singing these songs together. Like, it felt like a worship service. Yeah, it yeah. really is weird. And it's just, just thinking about, like, every time I just think about what they are singing from or playing from and their experiences with identity and depression and feelings of inadequacy And then just feeling an overwhelming sense of love because they are being so, like, they're in a place, the world is so negative, and they're in a space with 10,000 plus people who are honestly rooting for them and who are, I don't know, going about life in a way that wants to support the best for them. They, everyone in the room wants the best for them, and they're so proud of them, and they think that what they're doing is amazing and they get to feel that sort of feeling every night on stage or at least I hope they do and I think that when I see like certain things that they do I see that feeling in Tyler when he's performing just being able to also feel like be able to contribute to that feeling just like I don't know necessarily like the aura of the just the general attitude and emotion of the concert is just fantastic to be able to and then that like just feels I'm just so emotional anyway as a person (laughs) but then feeling all that just makes me so overwhelmed with like the gratitude of being able to help us like we are a part of helping them and encouraging them and so it's like a two-way street that their music does so much for us and then we get to support them in the live concerts with like our love back Mm -hmm. and being able to support them and tell them like what a difference they made and how much we are excited to be there. And then also, just like how God-glorifying those experiences are for us. Yeah, I think it's cool how 21 Pilots kind of, more than other bands, has like become this entity where it's like, it's not just like the music, but it's encompasses all the people who are in the fandom too. Like it's kind of this motto in a way, like lifestyle, I don't know. It's interesting, it's more than just a band. Yeah, I think... It's a way of life. How can we say enough great things about the whole experience? Yeah. Another thing that I love is that they are so concert-driven. Like, when they are in the studio making music, and that's maybe why I think Trench is my favorite, is because they're, like, getting better and better at perfecting their style Mm -hmm. in terms of, like, I mean, they do different, a bunch of different things, but the sound mixing of it. Like, when I listen to Jumpsuit... It's, like, good, but when I have it on in the car and I turn it up, it's, like, I'm in the, like, it sounds like it's more, like, when we're in the concert atmosphere, when it's louder and when it's so overwhelming when you're listening to it, that's when it sounds the best, and that's when I get the most, like, energized and excited to be listening to their music, and that's the energy that is the concerts, and so all of the songs sound the best when they're listened to in a way that you would listen to them at or in a concert. 
For sure. And so... And Tyler's described how, like, he tries to write with the concert. Yeah, exactly. And it really shows. Yeah, Yeah. it does. And they're getting so good at it. Mm -hmm. It's very entertaining. And then Mm -hmm. they, like, even, like, I watched one of their, like, tour videos and, like, how Tyler, like, wrote Pet Cheetah and then he, like, knew exactly that he wanted, like, smoke coming out at different times. Mm -hmm. Like, they, like, even just, like, tempo-wise time it with, like, production aspects with the concerts. Yeah, that's super true. And blows awesome. my mind. Really. So now we can dig into Isle of Flightless Birds. This is kind of a hefty song. There's a lot more meat to it. I know. Which is fun. It is fun. Yeah, and it's a basic song. Have, like compared to like Truce, it's mm-hmm. a lot longer of a song. So starting with stanza one, now is the climax to the story that gives the demons and angels purpose. They fly around while we are walking and mold our emotions just to please them. So right away we get the image of the demons and angels Mm -hmm. um, and kind of that tension in the Christian faith. Anything alongside that? Mm -hmm. I think in general, when we were talking about like height and levels, right? Like the higher ground is power and the lower ground is weaker. And so when we're thinking about the the angels and the demons are are flying around which means they're on the higher ground and we're walking on the lower ground and they have the power to mold our emotions and to affect us in ways that we might not see because our eye level is lower and I think that's really it's really powerful to think about just the outside influences in our life not that we don't have the power to control the way we react or things that necessarily happen or we choose to do but we don't have all the control and we are influenced by outside things whether they're good or bad to try Mm -hmm. to get us to do things how I'm curious I'm not really sure what he's referring to at the climax that's what I was gonna ask you I Uh, really don't know what the like what the story is at a certain point in our lives or Mm -hmm. I don't know I don't know what when we get down to the later parts of the song when he's flying and plummeting I just get Icarus vibes from that. So mm-hmm. thinking of the story of Icarus as like a legend, like the climax of it is when he's flying up and they're like escaping this like the prison that they're in to try That's to get true. to freedom. And so thinking about people as trying to get to freedom, right? Like mm-hmm. we're trying to get to heaven like eternally. Yeah. And that also just reminds me like as a writer, like mm-hmm. the climax even if it's not, like, in this case, like, a specific instance, it's, like, the climax is the highest part of the story. Mm-hmm. So, Which thinking about plummeting. and Yeah, more of the levels. And then just the the story, like, the journey getting to heaven, right, the climax of the story, like, that story of our spiritual journey is what gives the demons and angels purpose. Like, if we weren't here mm-hmm. living our lives, they would have nothing to interfere with. So... That, that almost also reminds me of like I feel like a lot of times in our spiritual journey like when we hit a high like it's very possible we're gonna hit a low right after that Mm -hmm. or like Satan will probably be waiting more quickly to like tear us down right after that yeah especially with like committing your life to Christ Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes like I don't know like it's a victory but it's also like in rejecting Satan like he's gonna come after you more I guess yeah 
Terrifying. The easy part is over. <laughs> yeah. When you like when you're accepting Christ, like before, if you don't know the Lord and you have no desire to please him, like you don't have any of this, I guess, obligation to please him. And we it's not that we please him out of obligation, it's out of gracious like the reaction to his grace and love. But mm-hmm. Satan already has you on his team at that point. So he's not constantly getting you to be discouraged in your faith because you don't have that yet. He's just trying to keep you away from faith, which is its own battle. But once you accept Christ, now it's Satan trying to make you useless for the kingdom of God. And so there's a lot more, at least because now you know the relationship between God and Satan and what they're trying to do against each other. God always for good and Satan always to try to tear down God's kingdom. It's easier to recognize when he's attacking you. And so when you have that high, you're so solid in the Lord, then something usually is either taken for granted or just not protected or held as tightly in your faith. And Mm -hmm. there's that one just insecurity that Satan can just magnify right from underneath you. Yeah. You plummet. Yeah, for sure. And, shoot, I forgot what I was just about to say. (laughs) No, you're fine. But, yeah, like, along with that, I feel like 21 Pilots, like, has this theme throughout their music of, like, spirituality is, like, a constant fight and, like, a daily battle. And that's, like, something I've always resonated with that, like, has always drawn me towards their music. Because, especially with, like, mental health and everything, it's, like, Mm -hmm. it's a daily battle sometimes. Mm -hmm. And the relationship aspect, too. Just like it's a daily battle and fighting for choosing the right thing and believing, like choosing to believe the truth about who you are and that you are good in the sight of God and that you are loved. But then also that you have, they're constantly like in the songs, in my interpretations, pleading with God to have a relationship with him daily and to communicate with him directly and that's super important, too. And I think that that's awesome that they had that in their music. hmm So going into the chorus, I'm not sure. Do you know how many times they do the chorus in the song? It's not a big deal. Like, two or three times? I don't know. But I feel like the chorus is always, like, significant because mm-hmm. it's, like, the repeating sentiments. So, I'm cold. Can you hear? I will fly with no known fear. And the ground taunts my wings. Plummet as I sing plummet as I sing. I know you kind of talked about plummeting before, Mm -hmm. but yeah, just the whole concept of flightless birds, and to me that kind of reminds me of like, I'm assuming this is like an an analogy, like we're the flightless birds, Um, and it's kind of like we're missing a very crucial part to success, Mm -hmm. which I guess is Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's my initial reaction, but did you have anything along with the plummeting theme not necessarily plummeting I've been trying to think about why he says I'm cold because he doesn't mention weather which is like a really important thing for flight conditions but I'm I just think about in I think it's a song in blurry face I hate that I forgot but they say hell's hot for a reason Hmm. and I I just always like to see like the when we like put our guns to a fist and then they they mention like the hand grenades, mm-hmm. um, things like that, the connecting between the songs, whether it's intentional or not, I think it's really cool that it happens. And so saying, like, his heart is cold, can you hear? That's just so interesting, and I can't decipher it right now, and that's frustrating to me because I like to know all the answers. Yeah. But 
I'm also just now thinking, like, flightless birds, like, things falling and kind of getting destroyed. That reminds me of 21 Pilots to mm-hmm. begin with. Right. The concept behind their names. Yeah. Because, like, they were missing the wing. Like, they were missing the crucial parts, so. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I don't know, just transferring that into this is even more, I guess, less evidentially supported, but then bringing in the idea of as flightless birds, are we implicitly or created with a flaw, I guess, with that Mm -hmm. missing piece, right, that we need in order to be able to fly. Yeah, because this island, like, the birds are born flightless. Mm -hmm. It's not like they just became flightless, which is interesting. Does that mean we're, like, penguins or something? (laughs) I did imagine it, like, in my head, the, the visual of the island is... Like a really small green island with all that's interesting though. I am cold, maybe we're in Antarctica. <laughs> we're on the island of Antarctica as flightless birds, surprise, <laughs> huddling together like penguins. So, verse two all we are is an isle of flightless birds, we find our worth in giving birth and stuff. Hashtag Jenna Joseph. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> You're listening because she's totes listening. <laughs> We're lining our homes against winding roads and we think the going is tough. We pick songs to sing, remind us of things that nobody cares about, and honestly, we're probably more suicidal than ever now. Is this all verse two? Is the next it looks verse? like Okay. <laughs> if you decide to live by what you think's wrong and what's right, believe me, you'll begin to wish you were sleeping. Your weeping will creep in your head and you'll cry. His rhythm, can I just say, is always so good. I know. That's a lot. So I guess just paragraph by paragraph for verse two. I do, like, there's two more, like, big 21 Pilots themes. Um, He brings up mental health and Mm -hmm. then, like, sleeping, I feel like, is a big theme. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially with faith, like, the juxtaposition of, like, people rationally, like, Because there's the myth of, like, Christians aren't rational thinkers, or, like, they're just kind of, like, how could you believe that? Right. But in reality, like, the more you think about it, like, I feel like C.S. Lewis said something, like, the more I looked into God, the more I, like, couldn't believe he wasn't real, or something like that. I don't Mm -hmm. know the exact quote, but just kind of, like, whether we're sleeping or we're awake, and is that holding on to you? (laughs) I feel like I'm getting my songs fixed up now. (laughs) But they're, they're coming out with so many. They're making, I know. There's so many to choose from. They're really good at threading themes through their songs, though. Yeah, that's but, true. But I feel like even as Christians, like, in our daily lives, like, are we actively seeking out God, or are we kind of, like, sleeping in that way of, like, ignoring it and kind mm-hmm. of pushing it to the side, maybe, mm-hmm. just because of our human nature? Yeah, I think that the the conditional phrasing of if you decide to live by what you think what you think is wrong and what's right then believe me you'll begin to wish you were sleeping I just really that hits me (laughs) because when I was going through my depression I would sleep like up to 14 or 16 hours a day just to escape being me because Mm -hmm. I found no value in myself and I thought that I was such a terrible person I just needed to escape myself and so putting yourself up to God's standard and what he expects of humanity, what he created us to be, this perfect thing, when you see what he created us for, 
and then you see what we are in, mm-hmm. in ourselves as these just selfish, just little penguins. terrible penguins. <laughs> it's so discouraging. I can't, without the hope that Jesus died for our sins and he rose again and now is the intercessor for us for whenever we do anything wrong that Jesus goes to the Lord and says, I've covered this that they Mm -hmm. have just done. You don't need to put your wrath on them. That is the only thing that could ever keep me from just always wanting to escape being myself in either sleeping through everything or sleeping in the connotation of like suicide. Mm -hmm. That's heavy. Yeah. Your weeping will creep in your head and you'll cry. And you feel that too. I just cry all the time. <laughs> Same. No. Happy and sad. Yeah, but if you know like your situation's hopeless, like if you didn't mm-hmm. have Jesus, like that almost kind of reminds me of the verse about like they'll gnash their teeth or whatever mm-hmm. it is and like weep. It's just a really bleak, sad <laughs> way of life. Honestly, and that's what it's kind of interesting the binary situation that he paints in the song that he says we think you think the going is tough when we have like we find our worth in giving birth like creating life is insane and it's amazing and we so we find our worth in that and then and stuff and we're lining our homes against winding roads like I can't imagine a winding road that isn't beautiful just the way Mm -hmm. that it's said and we think the going is tough like our lives are really they're full of these powerful things and these beautiful things that we just don't see because we're so focused on the tough things. And then on the opposite side of that, it's us that's ruining everything. Like we're making these beautiful things. We see the things that the Lord has created and that they are beautiful and that they're good and that he has given us the ability to birth humans and create new life. But then that we're ruining it with our own behavior and the things that make us want to sleep, Mm -hmm. basically. I've also been reading through Deuteronomy recently, and that reminds me of, like, there's kind of this theme with, like, the Israelites and just, like, humanity through history, like, compared with God of how, like, they'll have, like, they have everything they need. They have, they're not in want of anything, but yet will still complain, and, like, Mm -hmm. God would punish them because, like, they were complaining about things that they didn't need to be complaining about, and I feel like that reminds me of that, like, they have homes on these winding roads, mm-hmm. but we still think, like, the going's tough. Yeah, that's true. And when you think about the situation of the Israelites, obviously they were there, and they had their own feelings about what were happening, but just God's promises that he would never let them be defeated fully. I mean, they, they won different battles or wars, but he's always kept the, like, his people, and they've always existed, and they've always been able to love him, that they were promised that protection, all of the promises that he gave them for their spiritual prosperity and their, mm-hmm. the love that he would provide for them and even like physically like giving them man and things and while they were in the exodus and stuff and then for them like turning around and mm-hmm. saying that I have all this stuff that you promised me I'm but sick of this I'm taking <laughs> yeah I'm taking yeah. these promises for granted and I'm not happy I'm not satisfied with what you're not giving me I've forgotten about the, all of the things that you have which yeah. I totally relate to because of my lack of thankfulness in everyday life. And we live in a culture of more, mm-hmm. so definitely yeah. doesn't help. But then the the middle stanza is interesting. Like, we pick songs to sing or remind us of things that nobody cares about. Um, and that kind of repeats the sleeping sentiment to me. Like, 
we'd rather just sing fun songs that mm-hmm. can help us avoid like bigger problems in our lives so yeah. we can kind of numb ourselves with mm-hmm. that or like singing songs that nobody cares about like the I think about these people singing about things that they want or things that will make them happy and that it really doesn't matter to us what they have for their happiness I guess like it doesn't really matter to me if you get a car that is is nice you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of thing but well, we say it no. <laughs> I'm in the singer <laughs> I guess it's Tyler. just <laughs> I don't care about your vehicle choices stay in the tour van <laughs> but just things that will not contribute like you this singer getting a nice car will not really contribute to my daily happiness and I could be happy for you and that could be great but it's not that's not and my eternal focus I guess it's not gonna bring me satisfaction or create my I can't create my identity around you getting this car Mm -hmm. because that would just be an insane thing to do for sure but it is something that can distract me from the problems of my life and make me feel better by saying, this person has this great thing. I can either say, I want that too, or just use it as, like, this is something to sing about, I guess. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel bad, because, like, in analyzing all the lyrics, like, I feel like we're not giving Josh the love he deserves. <laughs> and then the drum goes boom, boom, boom. Yes, I guess he wasn't Josh. really... <laughs> drumming at this point he yeah. I think he came in like halfway through recording the album right so maybe he was yeah I didn't realize that did he I think he did let and us guess... know if you know more information about that I know I could be totally wrong I think I'm just assuming I think that Sully got like he was doing something else and so then he like mm-hmm. had to I think they they recorded a couple songs I'm not sure maybe it was on something else <laughs> So we actually missed a little bit of... Oh, no. Apparently verse two was really long. (laughs) We're reading it off the laptop, so the advertisement cut it off. But the last little bit is, but if we wake up every morning and decide what we believe, we can take apart our very heart and the light will set us free. Jesus will set us free. Honestly, that's like the only thing I can think of, like... So he sets the situation up where you decide what you believe, what's wrong and what's right. And then, well, so I guess first before what you believe, you decide what's wrong and what right, what's right to live by. That's going to leave you completely destroyed and empty in your identity because you are not a good person. You don't do the right thing. But, and so then he gives you this, if you've done that, if you're at that point and you don't want to do that anymore, then you can try this way, which is the more excellent way, the, the better way, the Jesus way. Where, He's leaning on those conditional statements. Really. If you wake up and you decide that you're saying the Lord is, is exists, He's real, He loves me, He sent His Son to die for me, I am now His child. I was adopted into His family by accepting that about myself. And now my identity is that I am a daughter of the one true King and that I am His child and that he loves me and he promises to bless me in ways that aren't necessarily here on earth but are here spiritually with me that he blesses my he grows me in wisdom and in the fruits of the spirit but then also 
that all of the promises that he has for me are set up for me eternally and that I have an eternal hope now and I can wake up every morning and rely on that eternal hope and the focus is that I am in the world spreading the gospel and spreading God's word and the truth that he is and the hope that he has for the world but also keeping my eyes focused on that I will one day be with him and all of the promises that he has given me are true and that they will come to pass if not on earth in heaven that he will give me everything that I need. Yeah, and it's important to remember, like, what our end goal is and, like, mm-hmm. where our real home is and to, like, live in this world and with other people according to that, mm-hmm. which is countercultural, of course. Yeah. <laughs> like, actually, no, this isn't our home. Yeah. But that hope that, like, even, like, no matter what happens here, like, we still have a secure future, mm-hmm. even though it can be really tragic here. Right. Like, as, like, depressing as this, that is, like, even if we die from something, or, like, obviously we're going to die eventually, but, like, even in these tragic events that are happening all the time, like, if nothing else, we have the hope of heaven afterwards. Mm-hmm. Which is really all the hope that we need yeah. because of the eternal idea that this is only going to last for the most 120 years, mm-hmm. and then we get to be there forever. And everything that happened here was fleeting. And it did matter in the sense that God has judged every decision that we make. And he has decided whether it is good or bad. And that we are judged to be sinful. And that we need Jesus to intercede for us. But then also it's that he has given just this, I don't know, I just think of being on earth as just an extra blessing. Mm -hmm. That we get to experience the life here too. And then we get to go and be with the Lord in heaven as well. When he didn't, he could have just created us in heaven, and we could have just stayed there forever, but we get this just bonus level of earth. Yeah, which is also sad, though, when you think that not everyone can go to heaven. Yeah, I have been struggling really hard with the idea of the elect recently. (laughs) Yes, we talked about that in my life group a couple weeks ago. Just, like, the idea of, they're they're an Isle of Flight and the whole, like, predestination. Yes. (laughs) Oh my But that's gosh. a whole other soapbox. I know. <laughs> like when controversy. I, I was listening to a, like sermons this week on Augustinianism versus semi-Pelagianism. <laughs> and I was like, ah! That's very dense. <laughs> it's, ex- I just, I need to learn a lot more than I know about. You're so cerebral. ideas <laughs> and Look things. Look it's like really upsetting and that's not something that I ever really had a focus on was the elect and whether or not the people that I knew that claimed to be Christians were actually saved but that I the church that I go to is very intentional about asking people about their salvation and what their relationship with the Lord looks like to see if they're bearing fruit and if they're not bearing fruit if there's not that persistence and perseverance of the faith then asking like what is your daily routine with the Lord look like because we want to make sure you actually have a relationship with him and they have found that a lot of people who grew up in the church and they think that they have a relationship with the Lord never actually surrendered their life they just think that they have this relationship and they could have the beginnings of a relationship but it's not a saving relationship with God and that's super and like to think about in the song if we're an isle of flightless birds and then he says that he's trying to fly right he's plummeting as he's singing but he's trying to fly then if the the birds that gain flight are the elect then we're leaving a bunch of birds on the ground that aren't able to fly which is so hard to try to rationalize and deal with especially the birds that like 
who've practiced flying with us. Yeah. And, but then one day we are able to do it and they think that they're going to be able to because they've done everything that, that we have done, they think, but then it's not going to happen. And also yeah. the angel symbolism is real. Honestly, I got so deep, but. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. That was great. Um, so the bridge, it's very similar to what we read before, but I think the main difference is it says, I will fly with no hope, no fear. Why would he say no hope? Maybe just knowing that he's plummeting. Mm-hmm. Kind of that surrender, like, it's not based on your own works. Yeah, I'm thinking back to the Icarus vibes. And, like, I will fly with no hope, no fear. So that's, and then, and the ground taunts my wings, plummet as I sing. Thinking about how Icarus, he's flying, and he does. He flies. But then he flies too close to the sun, and then he plummets. So the ground is like, I guess the sun would be taunting him in that, though. I'm trying to work through this. But... Mm-hmm. Thinking about it, just that idea of fake freedom that Icarus felt, that he thought he was going to be free, and then he lost his freedom almost immediately. Just like that. Yeah. Thinking about if that's applicable or not to the bird's flight in the song. Because the ground is taunting him and he's plummeting. So it would seem that if he's flying and then he plummets, then that would be kind of a fake freedom. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah. So, verse 3, through the end of the song, How frustrating and so degrading, his time we're wasting, as time will fly by and the sky will cry as light is fading. And he is waiting, oh so patiently, while we repeat the same routine as we will please comfortability. And please don't think about why you can't sleep in the evening, and please don't be afraid of what your soul is really thinking. Your soul knows good and evil, your soul knows both sides. And it's time you pick your battle, and I promise you this is mine. I think that last stanza is my favorite. And along with the, like, fighting piece that Tyler talks about a lot, kind of deciding that it's going to be a battle that's going to require a lot of effort, but just making that choice to stick with it even when it's hard. Mm-hmm. Thinking about, yeah, when he says his, like, his time we're wasting, oh, that just kills me. I feel convicted about that. The Lord has recently given me a bigger desire to, and courage to spread the word in talking with other people because I used to be very afraid of offending people with my faith or being afraid that they wouldn't want to talk to me again if I mentioned it. But now the Lord has just really strengthened my conviction that all I'm speaking is what I believe the truth to be. And if my truth is right, if it is the truth and I didn't share it with you, that's on me that you didn't hear the gospel and that you weren't going to make the choice to go to heaven. And so whether or not you choose it is up to you, but my responsibility is to share it with you so that you have the opportunity to respond to it. And I'm just really thankful that he's given me that because I have been, I've not been seeking it really actively and that was wasting his time. He just gave it to me as a gift, which was awesome. But thinking about wasting his time, like we spend so much time on the earth thinking about like, we think the going is tough on our winding road homes that yes. are beautiful and the things that we just completely are thankless about. And then we're just wasting God's time. He's given us these 120-ish or less years on earth in order to try... 120? 120 or less. <laughs> the oldest people are like 120. So we have 120 years <laughs> or less. 
I haven't heard of anyone living that long. I think the oldest person right now is like 118. But in the Bible, wow. after Enoch lived like 927 years. I mean, yeah, in the Bible, people live way Right, longer. so it's like, he said it's not good that people live this long. They won't live past 120. Oh, okay. Which is where I'm getting my number from. Okay, I don't think I've read that verse. Yeah. And so, yeah, so God said, like, I, it's, like, it's tiring. It's like being in a human, like, body for 927 years. It's insane to have that much. Wow. Like, to, can you imagine just, like, the amount of sin that you can do in 900 years? Yes. And then God is just, like, it's not that he can't do it. It's just that he's, like, he doesn't have to. He doesn't owe us that at all. And then, so, he just, he made the cutoff. 120. So 120 years or less <laughs> to use his time. That He's given us that time and we're wasting it by being afraid. I was wasting it by being afraid and I still waste it mm-hmm. all the time by being selfish and not doing things for others. And, and have you heard that thing that's like, like you don't want Jesus to come back and your friend turns to you and it's like, why didn't you tell me? Oh, no, I haven't. But that's like exactly how I feel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For us to share more often. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really motivated by fear as a person, so I guess that could be helpful for me to think about. Same. (laughs) I've been trying to be more motivated by love, like doing things around the house because I love my husband, not because I'm afraid that he's going to get upset if I don't. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm not... Which is why I never do it, because I'm not afraid that he's going to get upset because he loves me. So being motivated by love... Because I love him, I will do this. Not because I'm afraid, because I'm not really afraid. But at the same time, like, yeah, we're wasting the time, but also he's waiting patiently Mm -hmm. for us while we repeat the same routine. Mm -hmm. Honestly, he does not owe us that. It's insane. He doesn't, he's so just to just say, you sinned against me. I gave you this law and you decided not to follow it. That's a complete justice. But giving us the mercy of patience is insane, and we don't deserve it, but he gives it to us anyway. And also the weird, like, what's the word? Like, I can't think of the word, but, like, (laughs) he, like, we get to repent, but at the same time, like, it's not based on our works. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when two opposites exist the together. Paradox. Yes. Yeah. That's the word I was yeah. looking for. I feel like so much of faith is, like, paradoxical. Oh, it's, yeah. Because of, I don't, just, yeah, the... What are they called? The no, I'm forgetting. I don't know what you're thinking of. It's like a vow, but it's it's like a contract. What is it called? Like a commitment. No, it's not a commitment though. It's it's the biblical word for that. I mean, people use it outside of it. It's like a promise. Oh, why can't I think of it? That's so frustrating. We'll never know the evasive word. I know. But your soul knows good and evil, and I think that's important because even if you're not a Christian, Mm -hmm. I think. Generally, like, we have a good moral compass mm-hmm. because, I mean, we believe God made us that way, but you know generally what's right and what feels wrong or off, mm-hmm. even if you don't agree with it. Like, we mm-hmm. have guilty consciences for mm-hmm. a reason. And I remember, I know Tyler talked about an interview one time about, like, kicking over a lamppost. He was, like, <laughs> making some analogy of, like, I might not mm-hmm. want to do it, but I'll do it anyway, and I know that that's wrong. I don't know. I just wonder how people who are of the faith, like, how they account for that kind of conscience. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's true, because I think... Because it's something everyone's kind of born with. Like, it's not mm-hmm. really something you acquire. We've always had it. Yeah, like, kids 
And, like, certain things, obviously, like, you learn depending on your environment, but... Right. I do think that we have been given that implicit right and wrong because God's standard is perfection. And even, like, non-Christians don't have a reason to apologize if there's no universal moral code, right? There's the cultural moral code, but that can change and does change all the time. But if you, yeah, so if you don't believe in a universal or a, you know, if if you don't believe in God's moral code, then there's no reason for you to apologize for things that you've done wrong because you might not believe that they're wrong. But we do. Mm -hmm. We feel bad about things. Whether you're a Christian or not, you feel bad. Like, people apologize whether they're a Christian or not. They regret decisions. Yeah. And that's, yeah, so our soul, I believe it does know good and evil. And there are a lot of gray areas that even Christians disagree on, but I think in general there's what we generally know is kindness and what we know is not. Yeah. Any reflections on the song overall? I mean... He definitely covered a ton Mm -hmm. of faith in this, but I don't know. For me, I feel like just that idea of, like, we're all destined for failure, but we get the opportunity to have that hope and not have it based on our works. Yeah, when I was doing some thinking just before, um, Romans 3.23, we talk about that a lot at church um, when we talk about our, like, evangelism and trying to talk to people about the word is... The verse says, all, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And that does not, ex- it doesn't exclude anyone except Jesus. Like every single person has fallen short because none of us can measure up. So like the Isle of Flightless Birds doesn't have any flight birds fly, flying. What? Do, how do you say that? The opposite of a flightless bird. A flying bird? <laughs> just a flying yes. bird? Just a bird. It doesn't have any, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just a bird. <laughs> Why are we so confused? It doesn't have any flying birds on it. Because none of them are exempt from falling short. But then the idea of just Romans 3 as a chapter altogether is about how we all fall short. But the grace of God covers that. And so we do good works. Yes. Outside of that. So it's not about the good works we do before we're saved. Or the good works we do after, we do good works after we're saved out of the spirit of thankfulness and the gift of grace that God has given us in order to become more like him and to show the world the characteristics of God in order for them to be in a relationship with him as well. And it helps our relationship with God if we are in right standing with him by following the, I guess, just the spirit of God because Jesus abolished the law. We're just under the spirit of God and the convictions that he gives us as a spirit and the truth that the Bible tells us about what is good for us and what we were created for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's also interesting that, like, with taxi cab, like, sometimes we can fly away. I mean, that's more, like, post-death. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, it's an interesting comparison to mm-hmm. this song, that mm-hmm. birds are in flight is a theme throughout the album. Yeah, and, well, and even in Blurry Face with Goner, I, like, I had a t-shirt that had all those birds on it, and then in the concert as well, just having all the birds fly. And then in Trench, they have the vultures flying. Mm-hmm. Gosh, there are birds everywhere. So many birds. Oh my gosh, now we have to do a what? whole bird study on yes. 21 pilots and come back. Birds. <laughs> For sure. It starts in the Next time, it'll be like an extra episode. Yeah. Yeah. 
Bird theory in 21 Pilots. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's called. Flying birds. Flightless or flying birds. Yeah. But thank you so much for joining me today. This Thanks. was so fun. I had so much fun. Thank you. You had so much great insight. It was great hearing was, from you. I just went on so many weird biblical rants. No, it was awesome. Just the whole thing. I don't know if any of it made sense. I think our listeners will appreciate it. I did. So, <laughs> thanks. If you would like to join the conversation, I would love to hear your insight and interpretations. You can join the podcast Facebook group by searching N- Entrench Podcast. There are a couple of questions you'll have to answer to weed out bots and so I can get to know you better. But I look forward to talking more in depth with all of you. You can stream Entrench on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, Verbal, and Amazon Music. You can also follow Entrench at EntrenchPod on Instagram. I look forward to connecting with you guys. Like always, thank you for listening to this special throwback episode, and I look forward to talking to you next time as we just do an album wrap-up for 21 Pilots. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Stay alive and remember, entrench, you're not alone.